0: Before we start, here's a message from one of our friends. Honest conversations with interesting people. Hi, I'm Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat Podcast, and I talk to a wide variety of guests across an eclectic range of interesting topics. People I've spoken to include a magister from the Church of Satan, a blind Australian filmmaker, a puppeteer from Labyrinth and Dark Crystal, and I also speak to musicians of all kinds of genres, authors, actors, podcasters. Really, there is no limit to who I speak to, and the subject matter is endless. So if you believe in the art of conversation and want to hear different people talking about their passions, then this is the perfect show for you. You can find Genuine Chit Chat anywhere you listen to podcasts, and there's some video versions on YouTube, so there's no reason not to tune in. Welcome to the show where people share their passions. Everyone is a geek about something, I am your super dummy Paul on a mission to learn from people's experiences. This is Era of Geek. Thank you for joining me as we start season two on our new feed. Don't forget to help us out by telling people about the show and leaving a review. Let's get back into our learning experiences with a little Valentine's Day treat.
1: Hey, what's up everybody out there watching, listening, tuning in. My name is B.Z. Cullens, also known as B.Z. The Voice, also known as Jon Stewart, The Green Lantern. I am an actor slash voice talent. Never thought I'd hear myself saying that, but it's the truth, so I cannot tell a lie. Uh, I am here along with my family from fantastic universes, cooling, chilling like a villain in the North Pole. You know what I'm saying? So stay tuned, listen in. And learn a little something about your dude here and uh, we're gonna go ahead and get intergalactic with it
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant uh so you say that you never thought it would happen was it not your intention then my intention
1: was never to do on-camera acting my intention was only to do voice acting the on-camera stuff just started to fall into my lap so i'm like you know what let me just go ahead and ride the wave see where it goes um you know because i never wanted to be in the limelight i didn't want to be you know um out there in public a public figure or anything like that i didn't want any admiration or fanfare because it doesn't belong here it belongs somewhere else not here so um i'm like yeah keep me out of the spotlight i just want to do voiceover You know, I get to work in entertainment, make entertainment money, work from home and spend more time with family. And, you know, voiceover is crazy fun, especially when you do uh, animation work. It's very fun. Speaking of which, exclusive, exclusive, exclusive for Fantastic Universes. No one knows about this until now. I just got booked for a new animation. Spidey and his amazing friends.
0: And wow. I start recording that soon. So <laughs> that's amazing. When are they looking for that to be releasing, you know, or is it still too early to tell? I don't know. Um, I I honestly I
1: auditioned for that thing a while ago. And um yeah, the situation is uh just came up and said hey bz you booked it oh cool dope amazing that's great um so i record soon and then uh the actual release and you know when all that goes down i couldn't even tell you dude but as soon as i hear fantastic universes is it going to be amongst the first to know
0: that's exciting news we love seeing you out and about doing new things it's good yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, in
1: addition to uh, the fact that uh, I've already released two Green Lantern films, currently working on number three, due to the fact that Steve, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> talked me into a trilogy. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm I'm working on. Yeah, I'm I'm working on getting my physical back into superhero shape. I I have another job also where I play a cop, so I have to get myself definitely back into shape. Uh, That's for a TV show. And then um, I'm hoping to be back into Green Lantern shape by June so I can shoot the third final Green Lantern film that I
0: have in
1: the noggin. I saw
0: that it went up on uh, some crowdfunding.
1: The campaigns usually run like 60 days or something like that. So um I'm going to have to launch another one. Um but for everybody who are who's listening out there and those of you who have donated we the perks that you uh signed up for we're getting that
0: stuff ready to get out and shipped as soon as possible. Well, I can't wait for it to start happening. Very much looking forward to the new one. Yeah,
1: I real I pray that that happens. It's just the, the only situation with that is just the funding. I mean, literally everything else is set in place. That's how, that's how it was with my first two films. Um, It was just a matter of getting the funding. I just had to make certain that that was squared away. Once it was squared away, we knocked out shooting films like no problem. The first film took what, nine hours for us to shoot. The second film took us two overnight shoots. This film is going to take, you know, several days because it's going to be you know dealing with the daytime the nighttime there's going to be a whole lot more cgi there's going to be a whole lot more this one is going to be all out powers everything fighting choreographed fighting stunt work everything we're going out with a big bang on that one even even for people who do fan films there are some phenomenal works of art that are out there that are easily cinema or television quality and Easily competitive with the original material out there. There's so so much Star Wars material out there that belongs in Lucasfilm. It's ridiculous. Um, there's tons of uh, Arrowverse material that's out there that belongs in the Arrowverse. Easily, you cannot come into filmmaking half stepping. And I really don't even. I still don't consider myself a filmmaker, even though I am a filmmaker because of these. Two make that three because my cousin and I, we shot uh, a film uh, back in September. And my goal was to shoot three films last year. I thought it was going to be the third Green Lantern film, but it wasn't. It was the other one, but I got three films shot. So um, yeah, man, that's that's where we are. Uh, And my cousin, because he saw what I was doing with my two films... He scored both of the films. He's a music matter of fact. He's a multi platinum music producer. Um, he's produced the likes of Snoop Dogg and Faith Evans and Busta Rhymes and John B and uh, you know, some heavy hitters in the R and B and hip hop game. Um, and he decided he wanted to you know try his hand at filmmaking. Bought a ridiculously expensive camera and started you know tinkering around with it. Uh, one night. Uh, we were tinkering around and, and fiddling around. He told me he had a script idea. And four hours later, we had a, a film written. And a couple of weeks after that, we shot it. Now it's being edited right now. He just hit me up uh, probably about an hour ago uh, telling me he's about, about finished finalizing everything. So that'll be another film done. I mean, don't get it wrong, because I did shoot a, a one minute short film on my phone. And you can do. Films on your phone and they can come out great. I mean, it won't be, you know, it won't be like the quality of a black magic or a Sony or anything like that, but you can still make great content on your phone. And me, I consider myself technologically ridiculously stupid. And if I can do it on a phone myself, anyone can do it. Thing is, man, is let's let me go ahead and get a little deep on this thing. Um, most people don't even realize that. Positivity, positivity, comes from negativity, and a lot of people can't wrap, wrap their heads around that, because when it comes down to it, the saying goes: if you want a different thing to happen, you have to do a different thing, and that different thing may make you scratch and claw and cry and scream up the walls, but in the end. There's your growth. There's your positive outcome. If you step outside of your comfort zone, that's considered to be a negative. But that's where all of your growth is. I, um, I actually, before we connected, I mean, I also coach in voiceover. One of my students, her and I had a very, very long talk about that. And my question to you, human beings and plants are pretty much exactly the same. If a plant isn't growing, what is it doing? It's dying. We have to continue to grow, even through the negative times, even through the hard times. Uh, I've said this and I continue to say it on a daily basis, anytime and every time I can when it comes to spreading positivity. We grow in the hard times and we enjoy that growth in the good times.
0: So let's talk about about you. What do you like to geek out about? What What are your interests in life? well
1: i'm gonna put it to you like this my latest is, and it just kicked in last week and i just can't get over it i just got the oculus quest 2 vr headset and i'm i'm a star wars nut so what am i gonna do i grab the game beat saber so now i'm literally feeling like a jedi <laughs> Dude, I feel like I'm an actor. Now I feel like I can go on a set and do some sword play. It's amazing. (laughs) It is amazing. Dude, I was up until 5 o'clock a.m. This morning. Lightsabering. Now, mind you, it's 12 o'clock noon here now. So my first appointment for voiceover coaching was at 9. So I slept for, oh, no, no, I was up till six. I slept for two and a half hours, got up, met up with my student, knocked out some audition and took care of some paperwork. Now I'm connected with you. After I'm done with you, I have another voiceover uh, coaching session with another student. And then I'm back to lightsabering as soon as possible. <laughs> as soon as possible. But my thing is, man, is uh you know, I haven't collected comic books in a very long time. I have a collection um that uh they are vintage and they're sitting in bags and cardboard and they're in a filing cabinet stored away. Um, but I've always been about it with comic books as a voiceover talent. Um this whole Green Lantern thing, that's where that's where this whole Green Lantern thing started, was because of the animated series, the Justice League that came out on Cartoon Network. Um, instead of introducing Hal, Hal Jordan, they introduced Jon Stewart, who became, you know, who just blew up out of, out of nowhere. Most people aren't even aware of it. And I actually uh, posted a, a, a viral TikTok trend going on right now. Um, And it's a transition, it's called an infinity challenge, where you take a ring light and, uh, you know, you're in one look and then you take a ring light from behind you and you're in another look. Well, I donned a green lantern top that I had made in celebration of Jon Stewart's 50th birthday, which was last month. And thing is, is most people aren't even aware that Jon Stewart is that old, but he's the first Black DC comic book character, 1971 in December. Um, and every, and then there's a lot of people who think Jon Stewart was the original Green Lantern because of the Cartoon Network animated series. Um, when I saw that, I'm like, wow, that dude is dope. He's cool. Then they wound up moving on to Justice League Unlimited and they changed his look. I'm like, oh, wow, wait a minute. Uh, I kind of look like the dude now. I sound like the dude. I'm kind of built like the dude, so I was trying to figure out how I can get on the show, you know, to voice something. I I wasn't trying to take Phil Lamar's job as voicing John Stewart, but I wanted to voice something. Then an idea said, "Hey, wait a minute! You look sound and you're built. Be John Stewart." That's when I. That's when the whole writing the first film came up. As it sits right now, um, whether or not DC takes me seriously. As an actor, or as a filmmaker, or as John Stewart, I can always say that I played the superhero that I wanted to play, and I did it on my terms. And um, nothing and no one can take that experience away. If 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 you if you if there's something you want to do, just go and do it. You know you you hear that all the time from everyone. Just do it. You can do it. Put in the time. Put in the work. Put in the perseverance. I, I hate hearing that. I hate it. Even right now, even though I'm a working actor, I'm a working voice talent, I still hate hearing that. I don't want to hear, dude, stick to your guns. Dude, be persistent. It'll come. I hate hearing it, but I'm actually living it. Um, It took six years to get that first film shot. And I wrote the second film a year after I wrote the first one. But Thankfully, we got the second film finished after we dropped the first one six months later. As opposed to years, it's looking like getting to this third one is going to take a year to get to it. I'm hoping that it doesn't take, you know, a crazy amount of time like the first one did. But I don't think so, because I'm I'm using the same team that I used on the first two. If it's not broke, don't mess around with it and try to fix it. My team is already—they're always on deck and ready to go. Hey, look, man—it's time to get this thing done. How long do we need to uh, to shoot it? How much money do you need? That's always my first thing—is making certain that my cast and crew are all paid. I don't do any projects for free. I don't do deferred pay. I don't do copy credit and a meal. I make certain that you get paid. I'm a union performer, and my crew and cast get paid union wages. That's why it takes so long to get them done because you have to get the funding right. Doing it the right way takes longer than messing around and and picking up shortcuts and ill gotten gains, so to say. No, that's not my vibe. They get copy, they get credit, they get meals,
0: and they get money. Says a lot to the type of person you are because everything you do exudes positivity and wanting to embrace people in the goodness of life is the only way I can sort of express it. Check it out, Paul.
1: This world is going through literally what's known as hell right now. And one thing that we definitely, let me take that back, not one thing, a few things that we can can really use right now in this atmosphere. Our blessings and positivity. There's so much going on. Uh, uh, An old friend of mine, she just lost her mom yesterday, Um, and it's it's just left and right and left, and it's everywhere. And it's like, look, man, I know I can't be strong for everybody, but I'm going to be the strongest that I can be for those who are within, whether like you, you're within earshot, or if it's somebody who's five feet away, either way it goes, it's just a matter of doing what you can to be the strongest that you can. Because man, oh man, we lead, that's that's one of the things we need in this day and age right now is a bunch of strength. Like serious, we need some, some positive power going on on this planet because there's so many people who are worried about conspiracies and disease and population controls, all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's like, you know what? I just want to be Green Lantern. How about
0: that? Leave me alone. Let me play. (laughs) Play Beat Saber until six o'clock in the morning.
1: Oh, bro. You have no idea how much my body is itching right now to get out of this seat and don that headset and get busy.
0: (laughs) It sounds like it's important to you then. So obviously you work hard. But it sounds like you equally do the other side. It's important for you to play hard and have a good work, ba- work life enjoyment balance. You know something. Let's uh, let's let's get even deeper philosophically again.
1: Um. So balance. I don't look for balance in life. A lot of people. Uh, a lot of people use that term. You know, as as a term for uh, everything being cool. But let's think about that for a moment. Let's say you you put uh, a two-pound weight on a balance, two pounds on each side. So you have them both sitting on each side. So what's actually happening right now physically? No, nothing's happening. They're just sitting there, right? They're balanced. So my situation, what, I, what I, I speak on is for people not to have a balanced life, to have a harmonious life to have all the different facets of their life working together in harmony. Because why? If we're not growing, we're dying. So everything is in constant motion. Got that? (laughs) Comics in motion, my man. (laughs) So everything's in motion. And and as long as everything's in motion and, and, and... you have, okay, your work life takes up this, your playing time takes up this, your family life takes up this, uh, whatever other asset uh, or, or uh, uh, facet in life takes up this, but you all have them moving in harmony throughout the course of your your days and, and the rest of your life. Uh, I'm trying to remember the dude's name on, uh, is a, a video that came out and a documentary that came out years back called The Secret. I call him Blue Shirt. Uh, I think his name is James Arthur Ray. Um, I heard him say, it, "He's," and this was easily close to 15 years ago, and it stuck with me. A lot of people wish for an easy life. No, we don't want an easy life. What we want is a greater ability and capability to ease elegantly through life. Because we're always going to run into adversity. And when we do, we have to face it and overcome it. And again, that's where our strength is built. That's where we grow. And once we grow and the good times kick in, we enjoy that good times because of the growth. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm done being Socrates. Let's get back to comics and Star Wars (laughs) and geek it out.
0: (laughs) Yes. Cool. So when did it all start for you? Do you remember your sort of first experience of geeking out
1: yeah um as long as i can remember uh i think my first taste of of anything like that was uh george reeve's superman that was when i discovered superman and then adam west came in came along as batman i'm like oh snap look at these cats and then i discovered the silver surfer and it was a wrap. Shazam has always been one of my favorites. Um, Shazam is my favorite DC character, always has been. But Silver Surfer has always been my dude. But a lot of people think that, you know, Jon Stewart is my guy. No, John Stewart is a character that I wanted to play.
0: The Silver Surfer is my dude. Huh. That's interesting. That's an unusual answer. What do you think was it about? them that spoke to you well i'm I, you know something man
1: going back to beat saber when you're when you're in that realm and you see all the stars and the intergalactic and the interstellar that's what got me i'm a am sci-fi dude all day star wars star trek you got me all of that so i got a, a superhero who's mad powerful who's pretty much impervious to just about anything, hurt, harm, and disease. And he's on a board. And he's moving at hyper-warp speeds, cooling, kicking, and shit. And he's cool. He's not arrogant. He's not a douche. He's a cool dude. A cool, powerful cat. How many cats do you know that are like that? Think about it. Galactus is a jerk. We know that the surfer ain't the surfer is a, is a dope cool laid back type of cat who just so happens to be crazy powerful. And it's all about, again, you know, I got a telescope. I love peering at the stars and the planets and stuff like that. Um, It's the whole intergalactic thing. Just, it just, it absolutely fascinates me. The astronomy thing fascinates me. So of course I definitely uh, related to Silver Surfer because I was already into Star Wars and Star Trek and Silver Surfer came along after that. And it's like, oh man, this is great. And it doesn't hurt that Jon Stewart is along those same lines.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's true. So what about outside of the sort of the geeky lifestyle? Do you have any other hobbies? As you say, you've got your telescope as well. Do you do other things outside of that?
1: Yeah, um I'm I've always been into pimping rides. I love customizing cars and stuff like that. Working on cars, it's always been my thing. Um as a matter of fact, a buddy of mine uh that I've known for like 30 years, he's a painting auto body uh specialist. He and I just actually uh did a vinyl wrap on my car. I didn't I didn't want to paint it. So we just did a vinyl wrap on it and it looks pristine. And so um yeah, that was, that was a little bit of an adventure. Uh, I used to work in, uh, painting auto body when I was younger, as well as auto, uh, auto body detailing when I was younger. So I know how to properly clean and prepare a vehicle for work. So, um, but yeah, you know, pimping rides, that's my thing. Um, what else, uh, I'm a gym rat. So, you know, because of this whole uh this whole quarantine and corona thing i kind of kind of got to keep my my exposure in the gym as much to a minimum as possible so i kind of i wound up gaining a little bit of weight and i incorporated it in the second film where i said i was gaining i gained some pregnancy weight like shaira did but i actually gained corona weight <laughs> <laughs> So I am I am significantly heavier now than I was in the first film. So uh, now the goal right now is to drop this weight, get myself in in uh, police officer shape, and then back
0: to John Stewart shape by June. Hmm. You've got quite a wide range of interests. They're not necessarily the ones that people would automatically stick together. No, no, not at all
1: um and uh there's a comedian named Bill Burr um he put out there he was uh one of his skits is called uh, some people need lotion and there he made a very uh, a very valid point in that skit you can catch it on youtube uh he goes you see that you need to hang out with everybody because every group of people on planet earth has a certain amount of information, and other people will miss out on it. And it's like, no, let me go ahead and learn what I can from that dude because he knows something that I don't know. Oh, let me learn something from that chick over there because she knows something that I don't know. She might be Armenian. He might be Iranian. He might be Chinese. She might be Puerto Rican. I need to know what's going on so I can have some semblance of understanding As to whenever I have to deal with that case in point, I had an audition for a voiceover gig yesterday and they wanted English and Spanish. They wanted the voice actor to to be able to do both spots. Well, I'm conversing in Spanish. Why? Because I took Spanish and I wound up having a Puerto Rican girlfriend for a few years and I spoke a lot of Spanish. So here we go. And I knocked out both auditions, English and Spanish. Now, We're waiting to hear if I get the job. Um, Matter of fact, I was talking with my student this morning. I told her about it. She's like, wait. She had that look on her face. You speak Spanish? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. So... Uh, you know something and Steve doesn't even know that. And I'm probably sure he's going to be a little bit miffed at me that I haven't <laughs> said anything about it.
0: <laughs> he is going to be onto you
1: straight away. Yeah. So, uh, but, but I do have to say uh, my Spanish is so rusty. I need some WD-40 to lubricate it. So, um <laughs> i got i gotta get back in there and i gotta get myself up to the point of being fluent conversant has this is what i've been for a long time but it's probably better for me to be
0: uh fluent well if you get a really long message from steve tomorrow in spanish you know why <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love that dude <laughs>
0: So I wonder if your interests, you you cover so much. Why do you think, is it that the geek side of things has trumped some of the others in some ways? Um, I'll
1: take it back to what I was talking about earlier. This world that we're living in, hmm. it's, a, and it's, it's an escape from it. Um, I'm not going to say that the world is, the world isn't horrible, but man it was definitely better for a man. And, you know, because there, there's so much stuff going on right now. There's, there are issues with race. There are issues with genders, you know, like a, there's a gender war going on. You know, women, you know women are upset with men and there's all this misogyny and this misandry and men are like, I'm better off single. I don't want to get, ma-. there's just so much turmoil. And it's like, you know what? I don't feel like dealing with that. Let me go ahead and don my my headset and get into Beat Saber, so I can leave all of that alone. I don't want to be bothered. If my phone goes off, if it's my agents and my managers, fine. Let's go. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, got you. Got a job for me. You got an audition for me. All right. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Um, I'm fine with that. You know, they are busting their butts to get me working. They're telling me that I'm going to be a star. I don't want to be a star, but if I'm going to be a star, then I'm going to be a star. I'll make the most out of it. I'll give God the glory and I'll keep it moving. Um, but with that being said, I just want to work and I just want to entertain people. Um, like I said before, you know, it's about being a blessing to other people some way, somehow, um, because we need a lot of that right now. And there
0: are a lot of people who are
1: living in utter despair and it's not
0: necessarily the homeless. Do you think that's part of the, the trade that you've built into yourself? you like, you said that you like to take knowledge from so many different people. Is it maybe part of the trade that you take their knowledge, you give them part of your happiness?
1: Well, the thing is, man, is it's, a, it's, 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 a natural and automatic trade-off it's not something that you have to do it just happens um when you learn something from someone else what happens when you learn that new thing it's like oh snap wow oh man that's dope here let me take you to lunch i really appreciate you and your time or you know um Oh, who was it? Uh, there's a buddy of mine. He's uh, he's my auto mechanic. This dude is not only one of the most knowledgeable cats I know when it comes to auto mechanics. He's one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. And I'm like, you know what? If ever if I ever get the money, I'm gonna open up an automotive shop, and I want you to partner with me on it. Um, but it's just the fact of respect begets respect. You can't get respect if you don't give it. Same thing with trust. A lot of people are like, well, you got to earn my trust. I'm like, well, you know what? How about I just give you a smidgen of trust and then we just go ahead and go back and forth until you break it? Because I don't think I'm going to I don't think I'm going to break it. But let's how about we do that? Um, A lot of people are into taking instead of giving. Um, That's what the biggest issue is. Most people want to take what can you do for me? What do you have for me? What have you done for me lately? As opposed to how can I help you? What can I do to help you further, further you along? What can I do? Can I just be an ear? Can I pray for you? What can I do to help you? Don't get too much of that. There are people out there that do it, but you don't get too much of it. (laughs) <laughs> my goodness, I'm, I I was going to geek out and I'm getting philo- getting philosophical again. Okay. So uh, the thing, thing is, man, is time on earth is precious. It's short. Most people think, oh man, 10 years is a long time. In real time, no, it is not. And so ask yourself, while we're living in this short time period, in these meat sacks, are you going to be an eagle? Or are you gonna live like a chicken? Because there's a distinct difference. When a storm comes, chickens run for shelter. An eagle looks at the shelter, looks at the storm, faces it, spreads open, lets the storm lift it above it while it looks down at it. Which one are you gonna be? An eagle or a chicken?
0: life is too short to be living like a chicken turning it back to the geek side of things then, do you think that's something that comics in particular can offer is that they show that things can be really bad but normal people can rise above it well i mean that's
1: that's one of the things about comics and 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 comic book lore and the comic movies and all that there's always some kind of adversity there's always some kind of evil and there's always some good to combat it and when all is said and done most people don't even realize it the negativity does happen but the negativity can only last for so long it has a shelf life some people think you know that evil can last for centuries and it can but that's its shelf life. It can last for a few centuries. It may even last for millennia. Eventually, it loses. Light always conquers dark. Always. The two cannot exist in the same space. If you're in a dark room and light a match, guess what? Darkness is gone. So, yeah, I mean, the, th- the thing about it, man, is, you know, you have, you know, you have your would-be conquerors, you know, the in-betweener, Maelstrom. Uh, 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 what was that other dude? Oh, Magneto. Well, Magneto wasn't really that much of a conqueror. He's just a, he just wanted to preserve his race. Um, who else is a conqueror? Kang, Dormammu, those cats, they're conquerors, would-be rulers, want things to go their way. Well, guess what? There's somebody there to scrap you up, teach you a lesson, put you over their knee with a belt and, uh, let you know, get out of here, go to your room and sit and time out. You're done. And those are amazing characters, but they still get spanked.
0: So, do you think that is the the power of it? That what that's what brings people in is that ultimately, no matter how bad things can get, we always get through. Well,
1: you know what? What I think it is, despite
0: you know whether you know the
1: whole good versus evil thing, and you know, and geek them, nerd them, comic book them, all of that, um, is just the fact that. I mean, when all is said and done, we—it's—it's it's still an escape for the imagination, even so much as into into REM dream sleep. It's an escape, you know. I'm I'm in this. I'm I'm in, I, I I keep coming back to the Oculus. I'm in this headset. I went I went on a, a an adventure last night with Lego Batman. How dope was that? <laughs> It was great. So, d- despite the fact that you know you have your your power, your your powerfully bad dudes and your powerfully good dudes, it's just an escape, you know. Um, you know, if, if there's the multiverse theory, some people would just say we're in the we're in we're in the multiverse, and our Earth is just plain. All the rest of the stuff exists on the other Earths and this is this is this is just people's imagination bringing this stuff to life even though it won't really come to life. All, that, all of that stuff is out there and you know in theory. um but when all is said and done for us here it is it's an escape. and it's fun, man. It's like how can you not love comics and Star Trek and Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and the Harry Potters and And all of that stuff, and Krypton, and Smallville, and the Arrowverse. How can you not love that stuff, man? You know, some people are critical about, oh, that actor sucks. Stop it! Actors don't need to be a you know Academy Award winning caliber to pull off superhero films. It's not necessary. Now, I mean, let's look at the difference between the Marvel 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 movies and the DC movies. The Marvel movies. They have stellar actors that they use, like high quality, high caliber, crazy type, up there, top shelf actors. The actors at DC, I'm not going to put them down, but come on, they're not, they're not Downey, they're not Evans, they're not Hemsworth, they're not Cheadle, they're, they're not. <laughs> so that's the, but that I mean that's the only difference. Between the two, but you don't need high caliber actors to pull off superhero films. You don't need high caliber actors to pull off sci fi fantasy. If you if you want to have a, a, a deep character, then, of course, then all right, go ahead and grab yourself a certain uh, Ian McKellen um, to pull something off. You know, if you want to have a deep character like that, but the entire cast doesn't have to be that caliber to pull off superhero stuff. It's not, it's just just not necessary. You know, they, they just need to be good enough to make you believe in the escape. They don't have to be Oscar award nominees or BAFTA award winners or nominees or anything like that. It doesn't have to be that deep. It doesn't. Um, you know, I've gotten, I've gotten on TV shows and, and a couple of movies I'm not Oscar caliber. I just, I I did my job. I made the role believable and got paid for it. So when it comes to this stuff, you know, look, man, if you, if you have the look great. If you, you know, if you have the acting chops enough to pull it off, great. Good on you. Knock it out. Make it happen. All those, those actors in the Arrowverse, they're all, they're all great in my book. They they pulled off all of those shows, just fine, just fine. Uh, even better yet, um, on the show Black Lightning, you have the main uh, villain, who's Tobias Whale. A lot of people don't aren't even aware that that dude is Crondon. He's a rapper from the group Strong Arm Steady out out in California. He's a West Coast rapper and the dude is uh he he he's affiliated with exhibit but most people weren't even aware of that they're like oh man look at this albino dude man he's playing this dope villain crondon is a hip hop west coast mc <laughs> but he's pulling off Tobias Whale and he's doing it very well mm.
0: yeah it's, the story as long as the stories are there and you can make the stories believable you're not trying to yeah. You're not trying to do Shakespeare,
1: yeah? No, no, you're not, and that, and that's the deal, and and that's what we have to get a lot of fans to understand. That's not necessary, man. You know, this is not that type of thing. You know, there's the one thing I do note is that is that there are a lot of actors from the UK coming in and taking and not. Let me let me let me take that back. They're not taking. They're earning the roles of some of these superhero films because they take acting super seriously out there. They bring their skill set over here to the States and they crush it. They book and they booking rightfully so. There are people who are complaining, why are all these UK and British actors taking the roles? Because they earned it. Because they're they're serious actors. They take their craft seriously. They come over here, they earn those roles and they kill it. You can't dude, you cannot hate on the player.
0: You can't. Do you think that's what it is about people who who look down on the superhero movies and in general comic books? Is it that they're trying to look for something that isn't there? They're not just looking at it for face value they're looking for something deeper and actually all they need to do is sit there and enjoy it i really have no answer for that because you just answered it
1: (laughs) all they have to do is just sit there and enjoy it yeah that's all they have to do you know uh when this when the fantastic four came out with silver surfer there were some things about the situation that i was not happy with in regards to the to the character but i was happy that the character was there on screen finally finally and i'm like you know what dude shut up sit back and enjoy your dude on screen finally because that's what it's about just sit back enjoy the film if you don't like the film oh i don't like the writing i don't like the director it's not that serious
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) it just isn't no i was talking to um Professor Elemental a couple of days ago. He reckons we're at the the best point now because all the studios have spent their billions to get the best possible movies they can do. And now they're starting to look away. So all the creators are kind of coming in and saying, oh, now I can make my movie about this character off to the side and I can actually get it done and you're not going to be looking over my shoulder.
1: Well, I kind of beat him to the punch because... There's no live live action Jon Stewart yet, even though it was supposed to be in the Snyder Cut. They swapped it out uh, with Martian Manhunter. But Jon Stewart was slated. The appearance that the Martian Manhunter made was supposed to be the actual introduction of Jon Stewart to the DCEU. And I mean, I'm not gonna hate on the young man that they picked. I really rather it had been me. That would that would have introduced Jon Stewart to the DCEU. Um, but it's okay. It's cool. I'm still Jon Stewart, and a lot of people recognize me as such. There's another actor out there, too, by the name of DeMarc Thompson, who is like literally the physical embodiment of Jon Stewart. This dude is this dude is he, with the exception of the fact that he doesn't have a bald head. He has the, the, the other look of Jon Stewart. But he's but he's freaking perfect. He's perfect. And like me, he's a working actor. Um, The dude, I, I can't knock it. And he he made a name for himself campaigning to play Jon Stewart. I'm like at the time when I came up with my projects, I wasn't working in Hollywood. I was just a voiceover talent. I'm like, oh, there's no way that people are going to see me like they see him because they see him in the auditioning room all the time. They see his stuff on the internet all the time, campaigning for Jon Stewart. So when he steps into a casting director's office, hey, you're the superhero dude. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I now, now, I mean, now both he and I are now working, we're, we're working in the same field we're working on the same playing field at that. Um I'm not going to front. That dude is built, he is jacked, he's ripped. I'm not there anymore. I got I have to get back to that. This dude is an absolute pristine phenomenal superhero shape. And he's he's done some some uh, interviews very much like this one out there um promoting himself to play the role for Jon Stewart. There have been some fan casts as well. Well, there are some people who are thinking about, uh, Trevante Rhodes, who's playing Mike Tyson right now. Um, Common, the rapper, uh, who actually sort of kind of has the same look that I have. Uh, what is his name? Ricky Whittle. Um, I think from American gods, uh, Tyrese Gibson, the singer. Um, of course, David Ramsey, the gentleman who plays John Diggle. So um, and and I, I have to say I, I was a little bit petty with my first film. Uh, I made certain that John Diggle called me so that there was no misunderstanding as to who John Stewart, the Green Lantern was. It wasn't him. It was me. <laughs> and so I wanted to get that out to the Arrowverse, to Greg Berlanti. And Mark Guggenheim, the gentlemen who are responsible for the Arrowverse, and they're as well. They're responsible for the Green Lantern film back in 2011. So um, I wanted to make certain that I got their attention. So anytime I do something, I make certain to tag them. You are the true choice, really. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, I sincerely appreciate you saying that, man. Um, the one and the one thing that I I have to say, and I'm going to go back right back to it. Um, it's not me shooting myself down or sh- trying to self sabotage myself, um, but that dude, DeMarc Thompson, is freaking phenomenal, man. If if DC were to go with a choice for John Stewart, um, he I, I would actually fan cast and put him at the top. The only diff- the, the the main difference, the major difference that a lot of the fans have given me in regards to a positive, uh, some positive feedback on my portrayal of Jon Stewart is my voice. That's been one of the biggest things because when Phil Lamar started voicing Jon Stewart, Phil Phil Lamar's voice is not what you hear for Jon Stewart. So um, when uh, when I got feedback from some of the fans of the films they are like, yeah, dude, you got the vo- you got the look, and you absolutely have the voice, and that's what I appreciate. And I'm like, okay, cool, dope. I mean, that's great. You know, all feedback is welcome, even if it's negative, so I can make sure I do better the next time. Um, but yeah, that's been one of the biggest punchlines that I've
0: been getting is that yeah, you sound like the dude. Hmm. I think uh, the big thing for you as well is that you clearly have the understanding of the character you understand what they're about what they're fighting for and you can see that through all the work that you do well um
1: the one thing that i make certain that i do that a lot of other even the big movie and the big tv um production companies don't do i stick with source comic book material i don't deviate from it i don't create my own story i go with what the comic book storyline was um so now with the first film whether it's comic book or cartoon i stick with the storyline and the source material now with the first film the first film was a continuation from the first justice league unlimited cartoon episode which was called initiation that film was written as a continuation from the episode of that show and i threw in john diggle Because, you know, John Diggle is Arrowverse. John John Diggle isn't, he wasn't in the comic books that I knew, and he wasn't in the animated series. But I threw him in because I wanted to include everything that I could include in DC's universe, no matter how small it was. In addition to the fact that I wanted to make certain that everybody knew that John Diggle was not Green Lantern.
0: I am. (laughs) But it does. It shows that you have the understanding. I mean, Steve, Steve will talk for hours about, you know, just the little details that people wouldn't normally notice, but mm-hmm. you've paid attention to the source material, as you say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and, and he pointed that out. He's like, dude, I saw what you did. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I knew, I knew if anybody would be able to see it, he would be able to catch it. So, um, yeah, he he caught it and then he was like dude you cannot leave this on a two part this has to be a trilogy all right man it's it's going to be a trilogy we'll make it happen and i know the sex of the baby i'm like i know you do <laughs> <laughs> i know you do <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, he uh, he he was on top of it. He was absolutely on top of every little small thing. There's one Easter egg that's in this film that no one will ever get unless they pay attention to some of the photos that me and the cast member took. But other than that, no one is ever going to catch it. No one. My castmates don't even know it. I'm the only one who knows of it. I'm the only one who knows it. No, wait a minute, let me take that back. I had a uh my my uh my publicist who was on set. Her son was a, he's a he's also a comic book head. He do, he builds uh cosplay uniforms and outfits. Um he knew the Easter egg when he saw it. He's like, "Oh." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm paying homage." Okay, I get it. I get it but he's the only one other than myself that knows. And it took him a minute to catch it. Huh. So, um, but one of these days I'll eventually reveal it.
0: We'll see what happens. There'll be people pouring over the pictures now, trying to see if they can. (laughs) Right. Well, I've taken up loads of your time for those people who are kind of looking at the films going, "Eh, what is it that they're missing about the whole thing that you would like them to know? um <laughs> this might
1: sound wrong but it's not if you yourself are not doing it you don't have room to speak on it i mean every i mean everyone is a critic you know my films i made my films because i wanted to play john stewart they didn't have to be anything you know in the realm of being intergalactic shoot them up all powers and stuff like that i just wanted to play john stewart however bring a different light to the aspect of the superhero taking a day off hanging out with the fellas having a boys night out you don't normally see that in comic books let alone comic book movies everybody is fighting some kind of adversity hello can a brother chill out how about that can i wash my car Can I sit back and read a book, watch a movie, have my lady friend come over and we have some Chinese food? No, I can only have that for so long before I got to go back to the watchtower. However, that's what it looks like. Okay, so let's go and have a night out with the fellas, which is a one month, you know, once a month type of powwow thing. How often do we get to see that? Really don't. It's, it's a very, very rare occurrence where you see heroes just living an everyday life trying to kick back, cool out, chill, shoot some pool, play some cards, and then go back out, you know, go back about their regular lives. Now, this third one is there's gonna be, you know, some real life uh, uh some real life facets to it, just like these other two, but there's going to be death. Carnage, fighting powers, all of the above. So, for those of you who are naysayers, keep on saying nay, because for the most part, you always hear hate fuels me, but I don't. I'm, I'm not the, the the dude with the whole hate thing. I am open to all feedback, even if it's negative, because, like I said earlier, negative can always be spun around into a positive because I'd rather know what's wrong so that I don't make the same mistake and do better the next time out. My films evolve as I make them. This third film is going to be ridiculous. It is. So negativity is cool. It's, it's okay by me. Um, I don't feed into it and I don't allow it to control me. I, I listen to what it is that you have to say Whether I agree with it or not, I'm going to respect your position and respect your point. Even though I don't have to step in that direction. Everybody has something to say. And that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, there are people out there, stop being so negative. Stop being so judgmental. No, say what you got to say. Say what you really feel about the situation. If you don't like it, you don't like it. If you're hating on it just for the simple fact that you're just drunk on haterade, That's
0: a you problem, not a me problem. You can find more from BZ on his website, bzthevoice.com. And you can follow him on social media at BZ The Voice. Be sure to keep an eye out for news on his upcoming projects. You do not want to miss out. You can contact the show at Era of Geek on social media. Email us contact at superdummy.co.uk or head to the website superdummy.co.uk geek if you like the show please do leave a review and tell your friends you can also leave a review on podchaser.com Just so you know as well, just in case it makes a difference, I was talking to um, my buddy Dan, and he had the fantastic idea, because I'm taking a short break of releasing live episodes currently, Um, but he had the fantastic idea of your episode being the first one of the new season coming out on Valentine's Day, because we know how much people enjoy your voice. So that's the current plan. (laughs) (laughs) You will be everyone's Valentine's Day gift.
1: Um, brilliant. (laughs) Brilliant. That is great. That is great. (laughs) Oh, my goodness
0: gracious. (laughs) Yeah, I think actually you, I think you randomly sent him a, a birthday message last year and it absolutely made his day. If I'm not running too
1: late, I usually try to give... Uh, all of my friends' birthday shout outs on their birthdays. Sometimes I've been, you know, been running late because of work. Mm. But uh, even if I'm late, I'll still find a way to get the shout out done. Even if it's a week late, Mm. I'll still uh, reach out and uh, get the shout out done. Because um, you never know what somebody's going through at that given time. And that message might be right on time and what it is that they need to hear for the day. Uh, Mike Burton hit me up too. He was like, uh, so it, it, ha- it has something to the uh, effect that I think his girlfriend pictured me being a teddy bear or something after she heard it. <laughs> <laughs>